dive into the mind of Brett Boone as we turn to the baseball legend to find out what's happening in his life and around Major League Baseball. This is Turning Two with Booney. Here's your host, Rich Herrera. Uh, I mentioned I just got back from Phoenix uh, today, been at the World Series uh, this week. Congratulations to Bruce Bochy, who's a friend of the program on winning his fourth world champion pretty, pretty awesome daunting i mean three is a lot two is a lot uh, one is from my experience in the game and i've been around it a lot i've, I've seen dad win a world series i saw him win one as, a, as an executive i've been to world series i saw my brother go to a world series we've had a lot of playoffs in the boone family but to win one is so special you look at bruce and all of a sudden it just kind of hits you he's got his fourth you know he's in rare air and, and bruce uh you mentioned a friend of the program, Bruce, since 2000, when I, when I got that one year, I got to play for Bruce. Uh, he's been a buddy of mine since, and we've done a lot of activities through the years, golf events. And Bruce is, you know, I think everybody knows my feelings on here about Bruce and, and kind of my, my feelings kind of echo everybody else's. He's just one of those guys. He's a dusty Baker where, where everybody loves him. And, uh, I was happy for him to win it. I can't believe he just kind of went into retirement. I, I think about it, Rich, and, and a year and a half ago, I get a phone call from Bruce Bochy, and what does he tell me? You know, in, in the Bruce way, Boney, how you doing? He goes, they came to me, and they asked me about doing a podcast. What do you think? And I started laughing at him, and I said, Bruce, let me tell you this. If you're going to do it, and you want to do it right, it's a lot of tedious work. It's a lot of behind the scenes. It's a lot of preparation. You got to get the guest. You're not going to have any problem. People are going to like you because you're Bruce Bochy and, and you're you, respected you've got a and lot, beloved. You're respected and beloved, and you've got a lot of stories to tell. Uh, but it's a lot of work. And he goes, Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do, Booty. But uh, you know, I just I figured you were doing yours, and you could give me some some feedback. And I told him that I said, If you're going to do it and do it right. You got to prepare and it's a lot of work if you're not willing to take more, you know, you, you don't just get on twice a week and do 30 minutes and you're done. There's a lot that goes into that and especially getting the guests, right. and securing the guests and scheduling them. And, you know, if you have a guest has an emergency and cancels to get it, you know, I said, it's a, it's more work than you think. I think you'd be good. People would listen to Bruce Bochy with the, with the, like I said, the stories you'd have to tell, but I guess he went against that. Next thing you know, he's, he's signing back up with the Texas Rangers and won a world championship his first year back. Not too many people. He picked the right franchise and, and Chris Young, who's the general manager there played for Bruce had the same adulation and, and, uh, maybe foresight to say Bruce is the guy for this organization and where we're going. They went out the year before, got uh, a Simeon and a Seeger. Garcia's come along. Unbelievable. What an unbelievable postseason he had. And then they added, obviously, at the beginning of the year, a DeGrom and an Ivaldi, which turned into also a Scherzer and a Montgomery. So the key to that team was obviously Bruce had something to do with it being at the helm. Uh, but I think the organization as a whole got them. Uh, got him the players he needed when they needed it, and uh, you know, and then and then to to win the World Series, especially today, to go through that, it's almost like a minefield going through that postseason. The way they did that, uh, the way they ran the bullpen, and and just uh, you know, because that was their weakness. The Texas Rangers going into this postseason, I didn't think they could win the whole thing because of their bullpen. Nobody questioned their offense, uh, their starting pitching. 
I thought was good enough. Uh, but that bullpen worried me and they navigated through it and got it done when they needed to. Sometimes it wasn't always pretty, but they got it done when they needed to. And they got to the, that world series and they, and they put it on them and, uh, pretty cool to watch. Always cool to watch for me. And you mentioned that the top sad day, I don't know that I look at it as a sad day, but I almost look at it when I see when that final pitch is thrown and, and the world champions are, are kind of crowned. I kind of look back at my life and my career and think, damn it, man, it's hard to win a world series. And, and I've said this on the program before. I hope every one of those guys really appreciate how awesome this is because so few of us uh, get to go through that. So it's not a sad day. It's just kind of a reflection day for me. And, and we move on and, and we take a break from the game of baseball for a while and, and uh, get ready for, for next year. So let me throw it out two different ways for you, right? So I live down in Arizona, so I went to every playoff game for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Fans disappointed, but as you said, it is damn hard to win a World Series. Gosh, it's it's got to be the perfect storm. I mean, you have to have a talented ball club. That goes without saying. But there's a lot more to it, especially in today's game. There's a lot more to it with the four rounds in the postseason. There's just so many things you can get caught up with and and tripped up with, it, especially in the early rounds, you know, being a best of three. Anything could happen. Your number one starter gets a blister in the first inning of game one, and you lose game one, and now your back's against the wall, and you just played 162 games and won 100 games. Right. That's the first, that's the first kind of landmine you've got to navigate your way through then you get to a five game series okay a little more legitimate when you get to a five game series uh, the seven game series are what i really like seven game series usually at the end of that series the better team comes out of it because it tests your third your fourth maybe in some situations not usually but a fifth starter but mainly the third and fourth starter and it really it really puts you to the test on how deep uh how deep is the team you've got playing in that series? So uh, it's definitely a test. Uh, Rangers obviously pass that test and, and great stories along the way. This Arizona Diamondback team, as much as they went that far and were disappointed, I saw Tori Labello saying he wants to go away into a tent for a while and just kind of detox. You know, that's how he probably feels with all the emotions, the highs and lows that come with the postseason. Um, but and nobody wants to hear it. It's it's not in a condescending way, but those Arizona Diamondbacks should be pretty darn proud of what oh, they just 100%. accomplished. They had no you know, business I, being there. And they got told that the whole postseason. And guess what? They were there. So the players don't want to hear that right now. Oh, thanks. You know, it's almost like, oh, thanks, Brett, for giving us your blessing that we. But if you look at it realistically, you look at this, that roster constructed on paper, the talent level, uh, they should be very proud. Uh, of what they accomplished this year. And let's be honest, they were three wins away from being world champions. They just didn't play very well uh, the latter part of that World Series. And not only that, the offense for the Texas Rangers really came to life. Evaldi gave them a great start in in, in uh, game five. Right. And um, Merrill Kelly went, you know. No, not was, Kelly. Gallon. A uh, Gallon. Right. Sorry. Gallon uh, had a no hitter, I think, going yeah. into the sixth or the seventh. Uh, Evaldi was matching him and, right. and there were a lot of opportunities. Uh, the one thing I saw in this postseason that really kind of baffled me after a while was that runner on third, less than two outs time after time, after time, the, both teams, everybody in the postseason, they just didn't get it done at, at a, 
acceptable clip. And I just look at all the opportunities yesterday with Arizona, and I don't need to tell them that. They knew the opportunities were there. Because with that, I'm watching the game. And what am I thinking? Well, everybody thinks three to one. It's over, right? But we just watched what they did to the Philadelphia Phillies. After game two, they had no chance. There was too much mojo on the Philly side. And what they do, not only did they get the series back to Philly, but they went back to Philly and won two. So I didn't put it past that Arizona team, the way Gallon was pitching. But I'm thinking the later this game gets, the advantage goes to Texas because they just have more firepower than the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondback pieced together. That's the way they played all year. They had some pop in the lineup, but they pieced together. They they stole bases. They moved runners. That's how they won games. And if you're going to get into a one-bullet match where the Texas Rangers had more bullets, they had more guys up and down that lineup capable at any time, one pitch, ending the game versus the Arizona. So the longer the, the it went in a 0-0 tie, it started to shift to the advantage becoming uh, Texas Rangers. And Rangers, in the end, made it a, a no-brainer win. But um, great series and a great postseason. It, it okay. seems like these postseasons, I'm, I'm, I haven't been disappointed. Since I've no. – I told you this, Rich, when I retired, I kind of walked away and, and I kind of have a blind spot from about 2008 to about 2015 where I don't rem- – I, I didn't watch, I didn't pay attention. But ever since I've gotten back into the game and started watching, starting with 216 and the Cubs, uh, I haven't been disappointed one one postseason, and this was, this was no different. All right, don't go down the rabbit hole too far, but give me the – Runner at third, less than two-out approach. What are you supposed to do at the bat? You get, you got to put the ball in play. I mean, my approach was the last thing I'm thinking about right here is getting a hit. I don't care if I get a hit. If I hit a 15-hopper, cue it off the end of the bat to the second baseman, and that run scores, I did my job. Now, uh, what I was trying to do is try to get a pitch out over the plate and hit a fly ball. I hit a can of corn fly ball. Now, as I get the count into my favor, Hey, I'm trying, I'm, I'm going to try to hurt you, but that doesn't mean I'm giving in to, oh, I'm going to get a hit now. No, I'm, I'm putting the ball in play, preferably to the outfield. Now I've been in situations with a runner on third, less than two outs. If the infield is back and a pitcher is particularly tough on me, he's got a tough two seamer sinker. I, I, I don't lift the ball well off him. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a routine ground ball to shortstop where I'm out and that runner scores because that's my job. Sacrifice fly is the ultimate because personally you're 0 for 0 with an RBI. If you hit a ground ball to short, you're 0 for 1. You still get the RBI. You still did your job. But it depends on the at-bat. It depends on how tough that particular pitcher is on you. Uh, so you take all these things into account. And I've, I've had guys that were tough as nails on me, and I just thought, don't worry about the sack fly. We just got to touch this ball. We got to put this ball in play infield back and get that runner in at all costs. And we can't strike out now throughout the course of my career. Obviously I had a lot of times where I didn't get it done, but those are things I could deal with an O for four, but I leave runners on third, less than two outs that those are the nights during my career that kept me up at night thinking, what am I doing? Those were the one thing. The 0 for 4s, that's a part of baseball. You're going to do it. But not getting that runner in used to eat at me. And I saw that not happen time and time again. And I just thought, wow, they got to do a better job with that. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. If going to the World Series is so tough, winning one is incredibly difficult. Winning two, three, winning four. So let's talk about Mr. Bochi and the fact that he's got five trips to the World Series. He's four and five. Five times he take he took a team to the to the World Series. Three different franchises came away with four rings. Unbelievable. And that's the, the put it in perspective. The steady captain at the top of the ship. It, don't let him see you sweat. Bruce is that type of guy. No matter how dire the situation is, no matter how down and out you are, Bruce Bochy is the type of skipper that you can look into his eyes when when your parachute doesn't open and you've got that number two parachute and he's not going to show you that he's scared or he's worried. And that is solace for a baseball player to look in that skip's eyes and go, if he ain't worried, I ain't worried. That's the one thing Bruce has. But at the end of the day, and Bruce will tell you this, players win games and players lose games. And I'm just here to maybe add a little bit of whatever, that that it factor. And Bruce has got that. But at the end of the day, players win and players lose. I think what, you know, Bruce, and, and when we t- we've talked about it, uh, you well, know, he's I asked way him, too He's way too humble. In 1998, I asked him about it. He went to the World Series and got whooped by the New York Yankees, got right. swept by him. And he said, Booney, I learned a lot from that. I learned that that in the postseason we manage uh, with a sense with, of urgency, with a sense of urgency. You must have listened to the Boom podcast. Yes. That was a good episode. Um, but he said you manage with the with a sense of urgency. I think I think in an analytical world, I think Bruce Bochy has that uncanny ability to manage with his gut. And when, when it's a big situation, when it's a big call, Uh I'll he also, just, you, you've got to know your players. What makes them tick? What is in each side? Because all of us players, we're all different. We're all right. unique. We're individuals. As a manager, we live with our manager for 162 days. Bruce's there's days job you is, love them, and there's days you hate them. Right. And Bruce's job is to know his personnel and get the most out of his personnel. And uh, <laughs> I think he's proven he's he's pretty darn good at it winning uh, four out of five. The amazing things for me was elimination day for um, the ALCS. Right. And it was Dusty versus Bruce, and obviously they were doing a big deal about it. And it said Dusty's never won a game seven, and Bruce has never, lost, never lost one. A game and he never lost one again. And then pretty he won his fourth World Series. So Pretty amazing. Pretty um, awesome. Day after the season's over, some people are cleaning out their lockers. In September, if you're lucky enough to go to the World Series, I've only been to one. I've only broadcast one World Series, and I remember being in that bubble and not knowing what was going on with the news, not really know what's going on with my family, not know what's going on at home, and just get caught up in that whole thing. When you go on that, you go on that crazy run. You did it with the Atlanta Braves, and then the day after the World Series is over, whether you won or lost and you come back to reality, it's just a weird feeling that not many people get to have. Do you remember that day 
after the World Series and and you lost to the Yankees that next day that just became normal again. Yeah, and it's it's a big uh it, I wouldn't call it depression, but yeah. it's as close as I could imagine what that feels like cuz it's so your senses are so heightened. You, you've been on it seems like you've been on a it, it's almost it's almost what I think rock stars feel yeah. like. You know, they never have a bad night. <laughs> well, I'm sure they do, but nobody usually knows. Uh, they, they go from city to city. They've got 30,000 people in the palm of their hand. And not saying as players we do. A lot of times, rock stars, and the only great thing about rock stars, they never get booed. We get booed. <laughs> we get people yelling about our moms out there. Right. Uh, rock stars usually don't. Um, but that adrenaline rush, that, that, that being on that stage uh, – and especially getting through an entire postseason just to get there. And then the World Series and all the fanfare that comes with that. Uh, the day after is like, whoa, it's almost like you're in a fog. And, and for me, it was a loss. So the, the season ended really rough. I hated that feeling. Right. It was an awful feeling. Uh, you know, now hindsight's twenty twenty. Years later, I look back. Yeah, of course, I wish I would have won a World Series, but I got the opportunity to be there and I wouldn't trade that. Uh, but the day after, uh, players don't want to hear it. That's why I was being very careful with my words for the Arizona Diamondbacks right now. They don't want to. They don't want to hear, "Hey, good job getting there and, and right. being a part of it." They they were there to win it. They were there to win. And right now, they're they're having that feeling that I'm talking about. Like yeah. they don't want to hear about second place right now. One day they'll be able to look back and say, "Hey, you know, a lot of these guys will be their first World Series. A lot of these guys will be their only World Series. Some guys on that Diamondback team might have a chance to get back there and might win one." Um, but but today is not the day where they're they're walking around with a smile on their face. They're they're kind of detoxing and getting back into real life. And after about a week goes by, you get back into your offseason routine. You get home with your family. You probably start uh, training for next year. What's it like being in that dog pile of people jumping up and down or running onto the field after you get you win the pennant and you're going to the World Series? And what's it like? walking off the field as the other team celebrates the dog pot I'll, I'll tell you I, I got a chance to win one two three three or four pennants and it was great but but i always celebrated and, and with the atlanta team was a completely different experience in the postseason their attitude was we do this every year right of course we're going to the world series so it wasn't as big a deal for me i don't go to the world series every year i told i remember telling tommy glavin um so the dog piles always, when you won, they were a celebratory, but it was with caution, like, okay, this is just another step. Okay. So, so it was a celebration. It was smiles. It was have some champagne. That's great. But we still got work to do. Uh, I've been on the other side too. The other side's much tougher, obviously. Um, and I always hated when the when the cameras would pan around and you know look at the losers' faces as they sit there and gaze out onto the right. field. It is, and I hated that, so I would always tell whoever was sitting there with that gazed look, get out of the dugout. Don't let them see you. Don't right. let them see you do that. And uh, but that's no fun. I, I I don't really care about the other team celebrating on my field. I I never felt bad about that. But it's just another man. You put your you put your soul into this game. For, for the time that we're fortunate enough to be able to do it. And when you get to that postseason and you feel it and you feel that what winning is like, man, it, it almost makes losing harder. 
you know, when you, when you get eliminated, because everybody gets eliminated. There's only one team standing at the end of the year. So it was pretty tough. That world series was really tough for me when we, when, and we got whooped, we got swept, but we didn't expect that, especially with our pitching staff in Atlanta, very humbling going home and, and dealing with it. But the one that was uh, extra tough for me, and it wasn't even a World Series, it was the ALCS against the Yankees. Same right. scenario, on a bus, leaving Yankee Stadium, and that was at 2001 Mariners where we didn't expect that to happen. We, we'd we already won the World Series, and, and yet we didn't even get there that year. That was really tough to swallow for, for that ball club. But uh, it is what it is, and that's why we play the games, and that's why this game is so awesome because it's so – on one on 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 one hand, there's a lot of euphoria, and on the other hand, there's a lot of heartbreak. And, right, and it's that's why it's a great game. Bart Giamatti said, "It's a game that was designed to break your heart." <laughs>